Blog Talk Radio. He's nuts. Oh, we ain't got no theme music. What's up with the theme music? Trash around these parts, man. <laughs> Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats, the four for twenty-six tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. And that's better. We can't start no show without the theme music, man. Every good hero should have one. But what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, the bull Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin in the building. Uh, look, man, with the election over, uh, we think, um, we can now turn our focus to the Express NBA offseason with trade rumors running rampant before next week's draft. You know, the offseason is literally going to be like two weeks, and they're going to be in training camp in, in a couple of weeks. So uh, this stuff is going to be like a lightning round of moves, trades, draft picks, and all the stuff in the next week and a half. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to touch on a few other, you know, trade rumors and a lot of other things going on in sports. So sit back. Relax, settle in. Another briefing in the war room is right here. Uh, you can also get in the conversation as usual by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech hotline. That number is 323-410-0012, and that'll be open in about 10 minutes. But before we get started, like every week, we just need to remind you that during the week when we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or one of the many major podcast listening platforms. We're on pretty much all of them, so look us up and never, ever miss an episode. What up, bros? Y'all man Trump still refusing to take that L. But, but what's, what up with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> Van Jones got up and cried. <laughs> yeah. Who is, who is he acting uh, for? <laughs> yo, but the thing is, and, and you know, we're going to get lambasted because we're not sensitive to black masculinity expressing emotions. But my thing is this. <laughs> isn't Van Jones supposed to be friends? He's friends with Trump. Trump is his man. That's why so I said. Who is, he, who is he acting about? I mean, my thing is, right, so it's not about expressing yourself. I'm all with brothers expressing themselves. I think more of us should express themselves. But, yo, you on TV crying because the white man got more power. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Get him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Van Jones, he's, he's one of those people, I guess, in the in the – Grand scheme of things, like you can't knock them because I guess the the same thing we preach every day. Like I don't disagree or agree with one person one hundred percent anywhere in the world. I mean, I guess that's his his thing because you know sometimes he does express 
a little bit of favoritism towards the Trump family, but then on the other side, he's expressing his quote unquote liberal views on CNN. So I guess Van has a lot of people in a place where they don't really know what he, uh, you know, what he stands for, but that's probably a good thing. That's because he's not, he's not compromising everything to, to be one-sided. So I don't know, but I still don't understand the, the whole crying thing. Like he was, he was tripping. As the brother, as the brother Jimmy said, whatever new master moves in the house, he's prepared to serve. Be yeah. a liberal master or a conservative master. But you know, you got to look as you know, you got to look as happy as can be right now. I mean, maybe that's a ploy to 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 get black and Indian poontang. I mean, never mind. Um. So what's going on with y'all, man? <laughs> How's y'all week? Man, I'm out here preparing for the million maga, the million maga march. Global, yeah, I know it's about to go down. Million maga COVID march because COVID about to be out of control again. Yeah, man, it's it's it COVID. Um, and rest in power to all the people who are still losing life of COVID. Talking to friends of mine today, they lost people over COVID, and it's like half the world act like it doesn't exist, and there's people still out here struggling with it. You know, yeah, my bad. Stay out the way. Stay healthy. I mean, I wasn't even, I wasn't atting you, but, you know, if the shoe fits, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, we had all, you know, we got a little excited. Dumb, we, dumb, dumb fly. we started loosening up the leash a little bit, you know, with with all the, the things that they put in line. We're starting to let the boy play, well, practice and do some, some workouts and stuff like that again. Uh, I don't know. I think we're about to have to <laughs> pull them reins back because uh, everybody seems to have gotten comfortable. And it seems like as soon as the fall started, as soon as the whole quote-unquote flu season started, COVID was like, oh, y'all thought I was gone? And, you know, now we're setting record numbers again every day. So about to be – I mean, not that we really weren't – I mean, we've been on lockdown pretty much the whole time. Like I said, some things may have loosened up lately more car rides but uh we about to be <laughs> how we were in the in the past eight months um i don't know how, how do y'all see that i mean i keep hearing that that's like the only way i'm think i'm hearing that when biden and them get in the power if trump ever releases brody um they talking another four to six weeks of complete lockdown and and see where it goes from there because i guess they might be well, buying extra yeah. time for a vaccine and all that kind of stuff so they're looking at how other countries were able to bring the numbers down. And yeah. uh, you people know, you listen can't to other Americans. countries. <laughs> can't tell y'all Americans yet. Can't tell y'all what to do. Like, we were actually in this country. I'm not going to say we. I ain't going to be politically correct and say we. Them dumb people were in this country protesting to come outside, protesting to wear mat to not wear masks. Like, why? Like, this is this is their form of oppression. We're trying to save your life <laughs> so you feel oppressed by it. Like, the oppression that our people have, have experienced over the past 400 years, it was not in an attempt to save our lives. So, like, come on, man. A lot of, a lot of times when I think about this whole COVID thing, I think they open things back up because they realize who was dying the most. That's why things open back up in the first place. Uh-oh. Oh, but, now um, you talk yeah. my kind of talk. You talk, talk that conspiracy talk. <laughs> my kind of talk now. 
Now, yeah. now, now we can really get into a discussion. Y'all ready to let the rage go? Let's have it. <laughs> what you think? What you think, Blueprint? What you man, think, man? Cubius, man? I mean, listen, man, listen. That, that might be the case, man. That might be the case because, you know, they, they they hate us, B, and and we are the ones, and they want us to be super spreaders, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. you know, we fall right for the okie doke, man. In the, in the right words of the immortal uh, Nino Brown, man, ain't no Uzi's made in Harlem. <laughs> they just give us the weapons to kill each other, and what we do, we go use the weapons, man. Ain't no labs making bio weapons in Harlem. Like, <laughs> come on, man. What's wrong with y'all? Wuhan. Yeah, All right, man. So let's get into some some hot topics, man. Let's see what's happening in sports. Um, I'm pretty sure all of this talk is sprinkle its way into every conversation. So hot topics, of course, are brought to you by my bookie. War Room Family, you know what it is. It's time to make some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, look, man, I don't know what you're waiting for. The NFL actually might be the last juggernaut standing because it's a lot of major college football matchups that's um, being canceled or postponed this weekend due to COVID. Um, so lay down some bread on the biggest NFL games this week and every week that they're still open. Uh, by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your bread. You get it fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the Cowboys give up 21 points in the first four minutes of the game. Join now. <laughs> MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to a grand. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, that'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. Period. You might need an extra income, you know, if they do lock us back down. So be a degenerate gambler. All right, man. (laughs) NFL. Speaking of the NFL, like I said, the only game in town that's left. I mean, I don't know. They got some high school dudes playing basketball against each other on national TV tonight. Um see how that goes. But um, your man Bruce Arians at it again, man. After the huge loss to um the Saints on Monday night. That was the Monday night game, right? Mm-hmm. That they got embarrassed on. Yeah, yeah. After that huge loss on Monday night, second loss to their division rival New Orleans Saints, um, Bruce Arians, you know, he, he's not one to hold his tongue, so he kind of threw Tom Brady under the bus again about his performance and <laughs> things that he saw Tom doing wrong during the game. The thing is, you know, everybody was out there, all the talking heads, all the fans, everybody was out there defending Tom Brady. Um, we talked about it a little before when he did it the first time, but do y'all have a problem with Bruce Arians <laughs> airing out Tom Brady the way he does? Um, I'll, all right, well, I'll go first. Um, it's interesting <laughs> to me because I was wondering whether he was going to cower and hold his hand because oh, Bruce yeah. is known to throw people under the bus. Like, he don't care. But obviously, right. um, he don't even care about Brady's stature either. But the problem with this is Tom Brady seemingly has more leverage with the media, with his fans. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether he's accomplishing anything by doing this. Um. And I never like coaches throwing players under the bus anyway. I just don't like it, you know. I like right. the Andy Reid approach, even if it ain't your fault, you take, you know, take blame. Right. Because that endures your players to you and, and your players are willing to fight and play harder for you. No. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish with, with doing this other than, you know, pissing people off. <laughs> I enjoy it just like you do because it's Brady. 
and because it's essentially <laughs> him kind of shooting at 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 MAGA. Um, but on the yeah. other hand, I do come from I do come from the uh, the Andy Reid school of 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 accountability, where Andy Reid has accepted responsibility for the times that Toe, shout out to y'all who know who Toe is, messed up on our show. Andy <laughs> Reid accepts responsibility for everything. <laughs> That's my bad, fellas. I got to put you guys in a better position <laughs> <In> a better... <laughs> <laughs> to be successful. Yo, that's my like, God, yeah, what are you talking about? Andy ain't got nothing what... to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> put your son in a better position. Stop doing what he's doing. Yo, but no, I, I, I agree with y'all. I mean, just like the first time it happened, um, you know, my comments were along the lines of it, it's a it's a weird way of managing and you know coaching a team um i mean we can't be too crazy on it because these are dudes who get paid a lot of money so you know as far as they go i'm I'm pretty sure the whole sensitivity thing i mean they need to throw that kind of stuff out the window but maybe they have gotten comfortable with the andy reed types though maybe a lot of dudes know you can go out there and play like trash and the coach is going to take it all on the chin and my only thing is when Tom Brady came down to play with this team, he knew this coach. He knew this coach's past. He know he pretty much knows how he gets down. Now, it may have been a thing where Tom thought he was above reproach and probably thought, well, he does that to Jameis because Jameis is a young gunner. Um, if I come down there, that's not going to be the case. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was cool with it, but there were reports this week, and I don't know how credible the reports are because it seemed like it came from all the talking heads who was ready to throw hands with Arians to protect Brady and defend Brady, but it came from a lot of those guys, um, the, the Skip Baylesses of the world and cats like that saying that Tom Brady was seething um, at the fact that Bruce Arians was throwing him under the bus for his performance on Monday night. So I don't know if Tom is really mad. You know, they always seem, I can't say always, he hasn't been there that long, but first time or two that this has happened, you know, they've come out of it, seem like everything is cool, but I'm pretty sure he's not used to this, so he, so he has to be a little bit upset about it. Put you, put yourself Yo. in, in Tom Brady's shoes. If you had the stature that he had in this league, how would you feel about, you know, Bruce Arians coming at your neck? Oh, ain't 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 nobody talking to me this way, yo. Ain't, ain't nobody. First no. of all, you're not even allowed to talk to me if I got that many championships. You gotta go no. through my agent. <laughs> if I had, first of all, if I had, six, agent, if I had, if I had six championships, I wouldn't be in the league. I would be somewhere in South Africa with seven wives, one for each championship plus. But I think that. <laughs> I've I've heard the the sycophants, I've heard the sycophants run the gambit from who does he think he's talking to, all the way to he deserves to be fired, and in between that they blame Arians for not adjusting his offense, which maybe he should have. But to your point, that Brady knew he was who he was going to play for. He knew he was who he was going to play for. Get your arm together or retire. Step out of here, man. The world gets – people get coddled too much. No yeah. coddling. Okay, that's a man's I mean, that's why I'm thinking, like, you know, at this age, at this stage in the game, professional players, um, 
I mean, I, I ain't going to front. I still think it's foul. But at the same time, I don't really think Tom Brady, of all people, needs so many people in the media, so many people on social media, like, coming to his aid to the point where they're calling Bruce Arians every name in the book. Like, if this isn't Tom Brady, do they care? Because I didn't see this uproar when he was coming at Jameis's neck last yo, year. Yo, Skip wants Brady. Bruce Arians to be put in a concentration though. camp. <laughs> I mean, Skip is like, who is he? What has he ever won? I'm like, damn. Like, well, Brady, and the boy Shannon Sharp was like, well, Brady took his ass down the, the East Coast to play for him, so he must be something. Yo, <laughs> yo, um, Tobias in our group chat says, uh, let's ask, let's ask Mike Evans what he thinks of Tom Brady. <laughs> Mike Evans is still in the stage of saying all the right things, but. You know Mike Evans. You can, you know, he's one of them angry dudes. He's one of them Monty Bates wide receivers. He gonna he, he gonna let it go soon um, if it keeps going this way. Um, shout out to Skyview in the chat room. He said, "Why are we talking about Bruce Arians and Tom Brady when Aguilar is out here getting this Chris Carter on?" Congrats to Aguilar. He had another two receptions, killing it for the season. Now we'll get him no. He's getting his touchdowns, but you know that's what he always was—low volume. But we need you to score if we need you to do anything. But he got another two receptions on the season, so he stands at what, like seventeen receptions in eight, nine games. Do your thing, Aguilar, because Raiders fans are loving it, loving it. The, the crazy thing is, though, I don't understand like where Skyview's allegiance has come to this dude. I mean, at this point, I know it's just a troll thing. Skyview, I know that, but I'm like, where would your allegiance even come from? Like this dude, you don't, he don't owe, you you don't owe him anything. So it's like, when dude had a couple drops the last two weeks, Skyview was quiet as hell. I'm like, why, why are you, like, I don't get it. Like, why have you pledged your allegiance to this dude to the point where, when he does go back to Hansless Aguilar, we hear nothing. Yo, my man has hitched his wagon to a handsless African that runs Yo, fast and got, drops passes. He got 17 receptions on the season, man. I keep, I keep telling Scott, you like, we got to do a no-name cat. That Yo, he's we, not better than Fogum. That, he's that not we, better than Fogum. He's, not, he's nowhere near as good as Fogum. <laughs> he's nowhere near as good as Fogum. Fogum has played half the time, half the, half the games this season and has, what, like, 10, 15 more receptions, almost the same amount of touchdowns. Like, it's, it's not even close at this point. And we picked this dude up literally off of the scrap heap. Like, he was on somebody else's practice squad when all of our players started going down. And they said, oh, you want to? No, my man, Fogum, my man Fogum was, would you like a large fry and a medium drink with that? <laughs> and came into, the, came into the league and balled out. I go yeah. for Yo, you need to cut it out, man. Yeah. You need to cut it out. I said, I, I thank him for his services. The best year he had was the best year we had. So, shout out to Agalore. <laughs> he cool with me. <laughs> I just don't understand why he's so cool with kids. All right. So, um, yeah, I, I think we all pretty much said whatever we had to say about Bruce Aarons and Tom Brady. We kind of know why the backlash is what it is. Um, so we'll continue to watch this whole thing play out. One thing I do want to mention about that game and about that situation, because 
the New Orleans Saints, I mean, I know they smacked this team twice, but they've been doing like a lot of mouthing off, mouthing off on Twitter, um, videos they're posting, dancing after the game in the locker room. They're mistaking this. They're, they're forgetting. Like, usually you beat the Bucks twice, you can do all of that because you're never going to see them again. The Bucks are going to the playoffs this season, so you might not want to get too ahead of yourselves because, first of all, it's hard no. to lose to a team three times. And no, it's like second of all, like I said, like, no, it, it, it could be another <laughs> matchup coming. So they might want to chill on the over celebration. If the Bucks end up playing them a third time and win, yo, the, the Saints players are going to have to feel sick. Yeah, of course. Gonna, like I said, but that's what I'm saying. The, the, the Saints players who've been there for a while, they're probably just used to something different. Like, all right. We smacked our rivals twice. We could talk trash because they <laughs> we ain't never gonna see them again. Like they're not going nowhere. Different, different, different Bucks team, stream team this year. So you might want to tread lightly a little bit in the trash talking department. All right, but um, in the NBA man, like I said, it's a condensed off season. Like we are literally about to do off season trades, um, off the free agency and the draft. All in about a week and a half. So the talks are heating up. All the rumors are coming out from all the uh, NBA insiders on on Twitter, and the trade rumors have run rampant. So let's let's, let's get y'all opinions on some of these rumors. Nothing has really been substantiated yet. Um, we hear that Russell Westbrook, aka Brody, wants out of Houston. It might be the same for James Harden, but he's not. I don't think he's voice that to anyone. I think it's the understanding um, that Houston might be on their start over and might be trying to get rid of um, some of these guys. Um, So some of these rumors, the Thunder and the Suns allegedly have engaged in talks about moving Chris Paul to the Suns. Um, But Kawhi Leonard allegedly, this is a real, this is super air quote, allegedly has expressed interest and CP3 coming back to the Clippers. I'm only say that because Kawhi Leonard doesn't express Jack to anybody. So um, Uncle Dennis has probably expressed interest in Chris Paul coming back to the Clippers. I'm not even going to ask y'all which one is the better fit. I mean, because we know in this era, we're trying to add as many superstars to these teams as possible. So him going to the Clippers makes them an automatic force especially since the Clippers won the um, championship in the offseason last year. But the Suns thing is interesting to me. Like, do y'all think that would be a good fit? And do you think Chris Paul would welcome that kind of trade? Because, you know, we're also in the days where you ain't got to welcome nothing and it ain't going to happen. <laughs> so y'all think that's no, what I mean, um, You think he puts them in the playoffs? Yeah, I, think yeah, I definitely think he puts he them can... in the playoffs. He could score that young team, and they was balling in the uh, bubble. They was cooking in the bubble, but they were so ass before the bubble, it didn't matter. (laughs) So they looked to be coming coming to their own. You you wonder how they got an invite to the bubble, and then they got in the bubble and damn near made the playoffs. (laughs) You're like, damn, how did they even get invited? Like they did what the Pelicans were supposed to do in the bubble. They did what they set it up for the Pelicans to do. If you can, if you can keep that momentum, I wouldn't even want to bring him in and, and ruin that because when it comes in, it, it's going to change the dynamic of what you're growing and building over there. So that's a good, that's a good point. That, yeah, 
but I also feel like he's a, a better fit with all those veterans they have over with the Clippers. Um, and to quote Kawhi, he, now he would have a real point guard because he just pooped all over uh, your man's and them. <laughs> your man's and them was hyping Kawhi up like like he was getting his flip star on when Kawhi came over there, like you know, know. hyping him up and all that. And then Kawhi just turned around and pooped on him. <laughs> he came in and cleared out the room. He didn't even try. <laughs> he came in and said, uh, I need a real point guy. I don't know what he, he like Patrick Beverly is what like I thought he was. Um, yeah. yeah, so the crazy part though about wanting CP3 over there, Jim, is you know, playoff P and Kawhi both handle the ball a lot. So Chris Paul wouldn't be, true. I guess, but also he did just do a stint a couple years ago with with James Harden. So uh, he's probably gotten a little used to playing without the ball um, at times. I mean, Chris Paul is a as a Hall of Fame veteran who still hasn't won an, an NBA championship at a time where, you know, fans would just act like you trash if you never won an NBA championship. So I'm pretty sure, you know, if he got a chance to go to a team like the Clippers, you know, he would just get in where he fit in and just do whatever he has to do to help him. I mean, he got a lot of facets to his game. So yeah. I think at this I point, he's going to all be a fit with anybody, in, especially superstars because he talent. can't just come in there and take over. You know what I mean? In terms of talent, you're not really going to find a team in the NBA with as much talent as the Clippers. Like, I mean, as long as PlayStation P is not shooting at the side of the backboard, <laughs> they probably have the most <laughs> talented team. So yeah. I, I, I would want to go there, like, especially at this at this point in his career. Like, he's probably tired of trying to school up young pups and get them to play hard. Like, so the put, Clippers, though. If you put P back in the bubble, don't, though, don't. <laughs> it's not going to be good for that team. Yeah. He can't be in and the he, bubble. And he – and he flaccid, and he turns into flaccid P. Um, the only didn't he blow? Didn't he Cause y'all know P. You know, Paul, I don't even know his name no more. Damn, that's how bad he's become. Y'all know that's my man. He's always been my man, but yeah, that's your guy. <laughs> but that's no, that's guy. my guy. I mean, I mean, don't act like the dude ain't uber talented. But he, no, 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 no. I, 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 like bad time. I, I love his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's him. had a bad time of it lately. Um, and he's still messing up. There was photos of him on the internet proposing to his former stripper of a girlfriend, right? Oh, and the, oh. and, and, and the ring didn't fit. Come on, P. Oh, <laughs> you're drawn, oh. man. The ring didn't fit. Oh, How long you been, man? man. <laughs> Yo, I mean, time to your fingers been up your butt. You don't know how size of it. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. My man took a picture on his IG, like literally kissing his new PlayStation. He held it in the air like it was a baby and was kissing his PlayStation, man. So, you know what I mean? Playoff P, PlayStation P, whatever you want to call the ball, man. Call him weirdo. Played himself P? Yeah, he just played himself P. Um... Oh man, damn it, George Paul! Damn, you ain't issue. Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> that's your man. That's your man. Yo, that's Dev man. Yo. That's Dev man. Man, it is man, but he ain't messing up right now, man. Yo, he said he got a girl that tickle his walnut. No, that ain't. Yo, <laughs> 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 nah, she'd be saving Yo, him a doctor visit, it. man. Checking his prostate. Yo, the boy's getting prostate massages. Speaking of, I got Me Too by a doctor this week. 
Yo. No. Yeah. Ah. So, so I, I sat at home for like the next 12 hours, like, like, like looking Damn. nervous. Oh, so my man grabbing my knees and rocking back for 12 hours. Yeah. He was yeah. I mean, well, I, I guess I, I hopefully you healthy though. He said it no problem, so I mean, so yeah, nah, no problem. But, yo, that man, yo, yo, dead. And yo, after forty, know, that's yo, after forty, Rob, that's the Rob. yearly thing, man. So I got, I got to get yo. once a year. Yo, yo my man, Rob gonna call finger in. bang once a year. Rob gonna call in for sure today. Yo. Rob is calling in today. Yo. I'm here, Doc, for my annual finger banging. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, so we might have gained. Yo, we might have gained some. We might have. Yo. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, man. You got to remain healthy, man. Got to remain healthy. Yo, we were. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna just put man. my whole family business out there now. Like we, the, the whole fam was on our like our old people health kick this week, man. My my, my wife went and got her boobs squeezed, <laughs> all that stuff. Man. Like, <laughs> like yo, seriously, forty and and after is not fun at all, man. Yo, it's not man, fun. fun yeah, poking and a lot of poking and prodding it seems like. Hey, <laughs> it's not yo. <laughs> it's not. All right, man. That's like, oh like, like, like the most awkward two minutes in life. <laughs> Yo, thank you for two minutes, guys. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about from I'm talking about from start to finish, from like explaining what you're about to do, turn over on your side. <laughs> I was like, stop talking to me, Doc. <laughs> Yo. Do it. Yo. Oh. All right, man. Oh. We tripping. We way off the rails. All right, man. So I already said Westbrook reportedly wants out of Houston. Oh, so this week, it, Michael Sam and Carrie Rhodes. Oh, <laughs> so where do, where do y'all think? Where do y'all think Brody and the Beard might end up? What are some? You know, what are the the best fits for those dudes? All that. Um, oh man. Um. <clears throat> the next, I keep hearing the I keep hearing the sixes. For for beard, beard. Like, you know those yeah, rumors are always gonna beard. come. If you have, if you have the coach or the GM that's been with a superstar player for so long, you know those rumors are always gonna come. But but since you brought it up, I, I do see a lot of people talking about it. I see Sixers fans giving their two cents about it. What would y'all think of that move? Because people think if it happens, it will end up being Ben Simmons um, who has to go. To actually make it happen, even though I mean we got some high-paid people on the roster. Like if Houston would get they start over on, I mean we can give them Toby <laughs> and Big Al. But what do y'all think about that? <laughs> don't don't nobody want Big Al. <laughs> so, yeah, I know the Kings <laughs> might on some, on some on some tank stuff. The Kings might, but um, they might be our only saving grace with that. But what what would y'all think of, of the beard in Philly? With or I without mean, the full complement of, you know, the I'm, the, the, the I'm, two biggest process I'm, guys. I'm cool Yo. with him in and of himself, but y'all do know that that means Joel Embiid is throwing a three-point party. Like, he literally is going to party if that gets announced. 
He's like, what, never going back in the paint. I said, ever what else can you do if you're playing with Harden? I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really cool with it. Like, I think Harden, we, we know Harden got game. We know Harden can score on pretty much anybody. But I can't sit here and act like for the last five years I haven't criticized his type of play. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why tween, would I want tween, that? Tween, tween. As nice as he is, the only excitement you're going to get from a, from a Houston game, uh, you know, before Westbrook came back and even the way he played, it wasn't that much, it wasn't that much excitement, but the only excitement you're going to get from a Houston game is James Harden, maybe making somebody fall or something like that, because, you know, the ball movement was trash it was just nothing exciting about the way that they played ball. You had one dude come down, go between his legs for 22 or the 24 second shot clock and either shoot a step back three or, or kick it out to people who shouldn't be shooting threes. Shout out to PJ Tucker. Um, and once in a while, Yo, you know, PJ once in a while, in the corner, to 20 on the clock and then go to the hole once in a while. Yeah, like that. I just want to make a statement about this whole thing, man. For me, for me, James Harden is probably the most skilled offensive player I might have ever seen. I'm not sure I want to make that statement yet, but yo, he's the best whole career. The best worst player. No, listen, listen. No, listen though. Let me finish. Like, no, I think he's more skilled offensively than even Kobe. I really do. But he's one of them dudes where I don't want him on no team that I care about. Like, I, 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 to me. As skilled as he is, he doesn't he doesn't play winning basketball. And I know that sounds crazy how you could be the most skilled but not play winning basketball, but that's how I feel about his game. Like I'm cool on that. Yo, like for all of the people we, uh, who criticize Allen Iverson, you can't even put Iverson in that kind of boat. Because even Iverson, like Iverson no. was fake you know, at at the Sixers peak, Iverson was like fake Reggie Miller running around screens all day. So he wasn't like pounding the ball into the floor. Like, anybody who says that really weren't watching. They just know that Allen Iverson was a, a gunner, so they just assume all gunners look alike. But he's the... Oh, it's different types of gunners, though. It's different types of gunners. Yeah, it's definitely different Yo. types of gunners out there. And this dude, Yo. as talented your man, your as, man, is, James, as much your as he man, can embarrass Harden, he's the worst kind of gunner. If, basket, if basketball is the matrix, we could say that AAU is the matrix. I'm going deep here, folks. If you really read the Wachowski's definition, yo, your man, uh, your man James Harden is, is, is one. He's Neo. And that ain't a good thing. You know, dude is a reset. Dude is a re- – yo, we done messed it all the way up. We need to reset. Look at what we built. He's the culmination of AAU basketball, yo. He is AAU basketball. I don't think he's good. Got him. He's he's you know he's not what his reputation built him to be at one point as a defender. He's not that bad anymore. But at the same time, he's he's not doing anything special to make you you know mention that side of the ball positively. In my opinion, I mean he had uh, a moment or two where he made some big plays at big moments on the defensive end in, in games. But overall, I'm still not trusting James Harden as a defender because it's, it's all, you know, defense is all about one. And, you know, dudes who care as much about 
what he's doing on the offensive end is James Harden generally don't play much defense. That's why people always shout out the special ones. But I, 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 as a Sixers fan, I wouldn't want James Harden on the team. I like, I'm, I'm still frustrated with the whole Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid trade rumors, not even rumors, but just trade speculation every other day. I'm still a little upset with the the nature of today's NBA. There's no patience at all. Um, let them dudes rock, man. Let them dudes rock. If you can yeah. find a way to add a, a, a good piece or two to the team, then do that. But let those dudes rock, man. Yo, if they if they trade Ben Simmons at this point after using him as the the the, the face of the new rollout jerseys and all that, that'd be so filthy, <laughs> yo. <laughs> that'd be disgusting, yo. That is, that's it'd crazy. Be one, though, it'd be you like, didn't notice, like there was there was no sign of Joel through all of that. <laughs> Joel might be on the block. <laughs> How you going? Yeah, yeah. It was Ben all Simmons. I'm saying is, if, they get, if they get rid of boy after that, cause if they get rid of boy after that. Yo, we already know it's a business and it's filthy, but that's yeah. that's disgusting if they do that, cause because they did have a giant rollout to these new jerseys. For, speaking of, what y'all think of them? The, the, I mean, the city to me, with the boathouse row. I've seen people go off on them. They're not that I've bad seen, to me. Um, I've seen everybody go off on them, Jim. Yeah, I, 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 they, I personally, <laughs> I think they're kind of hot, man. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I think they're growing on me. I mean, I saw some people. The thing was, I mean, these were Sixers fans, but this was like a Sixers fan group from Jersey, and they were like, "What is that supposed to be? A city line? Like a, uh, you know, like a, a skyline?" I'm like, "Damn! I mean, you a fan? You, you must yeah, never you come to the city if you don't know." It. Like, I immediately knew that was Bowhouse Row. Like my so first that, joke so was, that. "They need to put some Christmas lights in them, Jones." <laughs> and light them up on the court. So, so that's that's yeah. strike number one. It's like people are so. I think they just people just want to criticize so quick and so bad. Like they ain't even trying to understand what that is. Like you put Bowhouse well, Row. The yeah, it was kind of on some Denver Nuggets like, but instead of the mountains, it's the the, the Bowhouse Row. Yeah, like Jimmy said, they got the sneak TTP in there. Y'all gotta go see that for yourselves. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of mess with them, man. I mess with them. Um, yeah. So what else? What are, what are some of the other rumors out here before we get to these phone lines to talk about these trade rumors? Um, one rumor has Westbrook ending up in New York, and they were throwing out things like the Knicks giving up R.J. Barrett, Frank, Frank Ninakila, and first-round picks for Westbrook. Um like, what would that be for the Knicks? Is that just a, 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 a ticket sale thing? Because you, yeah, you Knicks, make that trade, they're not going to be back. <laughs> they're not going to be like when they got Stat and, and Mellow, they, they can't say the Knicks are back just because they got. And, and y'all know Russ is my man, but I, I don't know. That just doesn't. Um, if I'm a New Yorker, that really doesn't excite me. You know, people hate Russ anyway. Um, but yeah, they would be giving up on R.J. Barrett that quick. No After they tried to sell us on how good he was, they're going to give up on him that quick. I understand, Frank. I understand getting not, getting him out of here. They probably still mad at um, Phil Jackson for that pick. 
But um, R.J. Barrett, he's supposed to be that dude. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you, Warriors. R.J. Barrett, what did R.J. Barrett do in that draft? He was like number what? Two. Zion was one. He was two? It was Zion and R.J., I believe. Was it? And, uh, and, yeah, and even then, people were like, you know, it's like the excitement pick because a lot of people still thought that R.J. was the better player coming out of Duke. Um, but Zion yeah, had but, the big ceiling and, and, and was more exciting. So they picked RJ. They picked RJ ahead of the, 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 the who looks to be the best player out of there. My man be crossing bigs in the middle of the lane. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, was he number two? Method. RJ might have been three. I'm sorry. Yeah, talking about, yeah, he had to about my man. I'm sure. say they didn't pick him ahead of him. Because John yeah. Morant, yo, John Morant is a different animal, yo. John, I mean, John Morant, that highlight where the dev sent me a John Morant, yo, had me sitting there like, yo, this boy, he different. My man was crazy. Yeah, he's a different him. animal. First of all, when you have a highlight reel that's that many minutes after one season, like, come on, man. I know, I know. That's, a, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> like, yo, why is this video so long? But John was out there. Yo, that boy John different. Yo, the highlight reel was like eight and a half minutes. It was like Nick Van Exel like. Yeah, I know Nick Van Exel was the uh, greatest highlight oh, ever, but, he's but highlight yo, king. He had an eight if you just look at his highlight, he's he a he Hall of Famer. Top five point guard of all awesome. time. You got to see this highlight reel because – my man was crossing bigs in the lane. Like he would, he would get by somebody, get to the lane, and still be crossing cats. Like who does that? And he's crossing he literally with his really, and, 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 and then bang, and then bang on him. Yeah, and then bang Yo, on man. Ja definitely. Yo, different. my thing with my thing with Ja is, yo, he only like he only like Jonathan's weight. <laughs> yo, <laughs> Ja Rock little the far is different, man. Ja Rastafari and he got a little bit of an attitude, so I'd be nervous for him. I'm like, yo, this dude's little and got an attitude and be trying to and be trying to mollywop on cats. Yo, and he was going at cats that's like he wasn't just it wasn't just bums either. Like he was going at a couple like no, official no. cats. No, he, he went to the official. He, he, he likes he's yeah, he's there for the smoke. He there for the smoke. He gave he Kyrie everything scouts. Kyrie wanted. And somebody he told I mean he got he got 99 of the 100 first place votes, but somebody voted for somebody else for rookie of the year. I don't know what league they Why was they watching. Do that? <laughs> I don't they know do that? what league they was watching. They let Zion clip on air. And if I find out it was Zion, I'm like, come on, cuz. Zion played no, like four Zion games. Clip on air. Zion dad had a vote or something. It's a clip on there where he sees, he literally looks up and sees that it's Bobby on him, gets excited, and immediately hit him with a big bink. Bink, bink, and that was it. I'm like, yo, this boy is different. And then he had the um, he had the defensive highlight where he blocked Kyrie's shot after Kyrie gave him everything that you know he had. Yeah, in his Kyrie bag. gave him all the uh, all the spin moves and crossovers. <laughs> yeah, he threw that right out, out of here. He gave him everything yo, that young Uncle man Drew is... got in his bag, and he waited for it and then just blocked the jump shot. Yo, this young man is different, and I know this this uh, conversation has nothing to do with him. We were talking about R.J. Barrett, but you know what I mean. You gotta let the world know that Ja Rastafari is a different animal. Oh, shine. Yo, that right, just so means that just means R.J. <clears throat> Barrett don't matter. R.J. don't there's, matter. Yeah. There's some there's some uh, rumors surrounding the Warriors, who we know are supposed to be healthy and back into the mix this season. Um, we know they have the number two pick. 
And I always thought, like, you know, because people were like, oh, man, the Warriors being healthy and they got that number two pick. Oh, it's going to be crazy. But I'm sitting here like the Warriors are on a mission to reclaim their spot, right? Why would mm-hmm. they even why would they why would they want or need somebody that young that got to learn on their roster? To get in the way. I always thought the number two pick was in play if they can get another veteran piece because they're still in win now mode. People forgot about them that quick in this, you know, condensed COVID bubble season because they weren't in the bubble. I forgot. They didn't, you know, they didn't really fall off. They got injured. So they still going to have something to say about this. And I'm hearing rumors of trading that number two pick to San Antonio, maybe for LaMarcus Aldridge and the number 11 pick. I know it's going to have to, you know, if this is legit and they've talked about this, there's going to have to be some more players involved in this because, you know, with Marcus, LaMarcus Aldridge's salary, like they, they're definitely going to have to buy, do something else. Buy, buy, Dr- buy Draymond Blake Welvin. It's been nice. Would he, I was about to say, would, would LaMarcus fit with what they had? And do you think mm-hmm. they would give Offensive, up Blake Welvin? Offensively, offensively, he would. I don't think they would give um, up Welvin. I'm taking a shot. I'm taking a shot at. I'm taking a shot at <laughs> Welvin because Welvin does too much for them, really, to get rid of him. And Aldridge can't do what Welvin does at all. Um, I wonder defensively if Lamarcus would be what they needed because Welvin defends. He tries to defend the one through the five. Yeah, I mean he's the only yeah. one that defends I mean, I, I on there. Like they got a team full of defenders. So I'm pretty sure they would be in there together. Um. I don't know. That would be a, a a nice big man addition because you know they can do what they do, and of course they can slow it down, throw it into him. He can get his own shot. Um, I, I I think that would be pretty good on the Spurs side of things. Um, with that spell, the end of the Popovich era, like is he going to stay on the Listen. bench through a, through a rebuild? Yeah, because they definitely sound like they rebuild, but they trying to get rid of him. And uh, the Rosen. So, at that point, they definitely in rebuild mode. Yeah. Um, a couple more things out there. Like I spoke about earlier, the Kings might be interested in uh, Al Horford because the the reports out there are saying the Kings are interested in tanking to try to get a high draft pick next season. So, if they can get Buddy Heald out of there, maybe take on Al Horford's contract. Um might have to get another team involved to make everything work, but um, that could be a possibility. And they said that Daryl Morey in Philly is already working on ways to get Buddy Heald um, into the mix in Philly. And then I heard another one, but I think this was just a Pelicans writer just making up his own scenarios and just throwing it out there saying, what if we did this? He's talking about somehow trading Drew Holiday for Devin Booker. Would the Suns even entertain it? And that's not no, a knock on Drew. Absolutely. Drew Holiday for Drew. Devin Booker. Drew is a cooker, but you know yeah. as much yeah. Yeah. as much upside as people think Devin Booker has, and the fact that dude is still seems like he's been in the league for ten so years. He's, he's still twenty four. He's, he's still nineteen. <laughs> Yo, he's, he's still a young folk. So it's like he got a lot of basketball ahead of him. He was one of those dudes, like, he's so young, you can kind of wait for the Suns to get good. Like, you're not necessarily wasting his career away. 
Dude, it's still 24, Yo. so the Suns can make some moves. Yo. Maybe Yo, that Chris homie Paul not thing. Be in his prime. Think about this, Dev. Homie not going to be in his prime for like another three years. And he's been <laughs> in the league 10 years. And he already he got put in the up league 70. when he was four. He got in the league. He got in the league when he was fourteen. He scored he seventy up, at sixteen years old. He put up seventy when he didn't even know how to play basketball. So, he didn't um, even know what he was doing. He didn't even know he couldn't count. He didn't know he had seventy. No, he so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not believing that the Suns will bite on anything. You know that that concerns. They're not getting rid of dude. I, just, I can't see it. I mean, you just got your big last season. You know, a couple seasons ago. Um, like I said, I mean, I mean, it is the NBA. It is 2020, but I'm saying let them rock. That like this is this is the thing. Like GMs want to be so impatient because basically because they're failing, <laughs> so they want to break teams up and start over and all of this kind of stuff because what they did didn't end up working. So of course we're just gonna blame everything on the players. Like nobody is mentioning too much of how, like, even in Philly, they just threw a bunch of dudes together last year. Chemistry was trash, and everybody knew from the door that the chemistry was going to be an issue when they threw all of those dudes in the mix. Al Horford um, giving Toby what they gave him. So, you know, when you give somebody that kind of money, he has to be a major part. You got to feed him. And the chemistry just wasn't there like when it was – Ben, Joe, and, you know, the shooters. <laughs> it was a whole different mix. Like, there was a point in – remember that season, you know, when they had uh, Ilyasova and and Redick and, you know, all, the, all them dudes shooting, whether they were starting or coming off the bench. There was a point late in that season where it looked like these dudes wouldn't lose again. It was like it was like 2010, Jim, when, when we were playing um <laughs> we were playing 2K, and I had the Rockets, and I was balling. I I got to a point where I really thought I was never going to lose another game, and then I made a trade, thought I was going to get better, and I was getting dog walked like every game after that. That's kind of where they went from. Yeah, the like you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But they, you know, they. Didn't make good moves. They lost a lot of those people. The team just had a whole different makeup, and the chemistry was trash. So I'm warning the Suns against against doing too much because they're losing patience when your best players are, are still babies. Give it a chance, man. Give it a chance. All right, so um, let's go to the phone lines real quick. Who we got waiting uh, I think we got Tobias waiting on the line. He's in Arizona, so he might be able to give us a little bit of perspective on everything happening out there. Tobias, what up? Roll damn tide, but not this weekend. Roll damn tide. And all <laughs> I got to say is that Coach Orgeron made his players go out there and hang out with no mask on so they can, so can save that ass whooping. <laughs> because we knew that was going to be like, that was going to be Ron Reagan versus Walter Mundell level. But well, here's a little thing for Coach O. Here's a little thing for Coach O. They may cancel y'all Florida game and put Alabama back on the schedule. So the Ice King is still coming. And it's going to take the long way around. But anyway. <laughs> but, <the> mortgage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, hey, like I said, 
you, hey, also confident Alabama gonna blow the doors off of them. You could bet Chase got the school fund on that one. Jimmy, Jimmy, you can put up one of those houses you slanging. And, uh, and B. Austin can put up his palatial estate in Africa. Uh, uh, that's how confident I am. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but y'all talk about the Suns earlier, right? Yeah. I think that uh, here's the problem, like him going to the Clippers, right, Chris Paul. You got to – you're stuck because you have no depth. You have no nothing. You got to give yeah, up so much. If he goes there, they're going to have to give up their two six-men-of-the-year um, yep. winners and, and and some more stuff. So, yeah, you, you're right. They're losing all the day. Hey, all I know is that uh, – because I know Uncle Dennis trying to throw in preseason P in the mix, but I don't think OKC want that, uh, you know. But you know, and then the Lakers that ain't gonna happen because they have no money. But I don't blame the Suns if they trade for him. The because pro- like Chris Paul ain't gonna win a championship. Let's just get let's just be honest about that. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> he gave it his all. He tried, but I think teams like that need a better. But I guess yeah. my best wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what happens when you hit your wagon of Mike D'Antoni and James Harden. But uh, but the problem is that with him. Funny thing is, though, to guys, that was his best chance of winning one. You ain't lying. <laughs> he got hurt. But uh, mm-hmm. he good. messed that up. But, but I think of, if he uh, if he's cool, I think a veteran on that team will actually help them out. Because, again, no matter how much talent you have, you still need some veterans and who are respected to show you how to be a damn pro. And, um, yeah, yeah. To buy, the to only buy, thing I, I asked about that is how long would saying, he be around? Though? But they they might not be able to get used to having that kind of veteran he, he on the team. He a different type of veteran. He not he not a cool veteran. He a dude that's so <laughs> alpha and type A personality. He get on people's nerves. He get people to want to punch him in the face. Yeah, he he he's not really, he's not he's not you know, he's not that guy. He's not your cool old head that's going to correct you subtly and cool. He he real hey. wrapped up. You're not practicing hard enough. I told you this once. I shouldn't have to tell you more than once. Are you a dummy? Like he that type of dude. He that yeah, type of dude. Dollar would be cool. And then like I hear all these trade rumors. Here's the problem with Russell Westbrook, right? He's gonna end up on the Knicks. Because ain't no contenders trading for him. Hate to break it to Russ, it ain't happening. You're going to end up on the Knicks. You're going to be on TV. You get to get a blue and orange colorway for your, for your uh, Jordans that nobody buy no more because we stopped buying after number 23. Uh, sorry, Russ. You're going to end up on the Knicks. Or the Kings. They won't take him on the Kings because they got the Aaron Fox. So his choice of being traded is going to be up to a bad team. And if you see Russell Westbrook and Orlando Magic jersey, get ready for that too. <laughs> but yeah, they're talking about possibly all, moving Aaron Gordon from there. Yeah, and, and they're like people talk. You're like y'all right about giving up on these teams so quick. Problem is when people are missing, these guys are coming in nineteen, twenty years old. They have to. How about they become grown ass men and grow to their bodies first? Devin, 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 Devin Booker came in at fourteen. Yeah, and how about y'all stop hiring crap coaches? How about that? Uh, can we be honest about that, fellas? How many of these players got these crap coaches out here? Not teaching them anything. Then the players, by the time they get good, they out. 
Give Skyview uh, props on this bar because remember I was like Drew is a cooker. <laughs> Skyview was like Drew is a cooker, but he ain't no booker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, think of that word. Zion got that rookie other rookie of the year vote than than Ja. Than, um, ja. He's the one that got the rookie of the year. The other Who vote. For what? Who for what? <laughs> you know they kill me right. Ja's been better than him. He, they thought, oh, what, what, Zion's impact. People thought the Grizzlies would be up there for one of the worst records of all time. And he got that team to the, to the brink of a playoff. Yo, if it weren't, if it weren't for the for – the, um, Play, the got in. If it wasn't for the four months and then the bubble, like, we might have been, you know, talking about the Grizzlies in the playoffs. And like you said, they got to the playing game. They just met a hungry dame. <laughs> There's not much you can do about a hungry dame unless you're one of them top tier teams. And Anybody on the lower end of the Western Conference playoff race yeah. <laughs> running the dame, man, it's going to be a problem. Because and I want the game Bulls. situation. Nah. Because you remember, I was saying last year, the Bulls got the number one pick. I want a job. Because I, I, I felt he was a game changer. But, you know, but y'all were talking about my Bucks, right? Oh my bucks, American team. I don't. I'm like, I don't. I don't know who jerks off their favorite guys more, Court and Moreland on LeBron, or Skip Bayless, Kyle Hurt, and these guys with Brady and Michael Vick. Gosh, uh, Giselle got to watch these dudes around Brady. But but Bruce Aaron should call him out like that. Uh, I, in my opinion, cause he's never gonna win that argument. Um, oh no, no, no. He could get away with it before because nobody really cared about the quarterback. Nobody liked James. Yeah, nobody nobody likes him. So and like and so here's the danger. I remember I told you this man got Brady. Bruce Arians kept saying they're a quarterback away. When y'all watch them play this year, are they a quarterback away? Hell no. They're a coach away, I tell you that. Um, If you ask ask Skip Skip Bayless, (laughs) if you ask him, they they cool. See, but that's yeah. the thing. I mean, um, and I don't even want to get into that mix because they, they're all NFL players. They're all NFL teams. But at the same time, you know, he hasn't been that same player when they go against the higher-tier teams, <laughs> namely, namely the, the, you know, the team right there in their division. And, and the thing is, the Saints haven't even gotten title contender attention this season like they used to. And they still seem the to have the Bucks numbers, have their number right now. But I like I did warn those dudes, man, earlier in the show. They might want to calm it down a little bit with the uh, with the celebration, yeah. the premature celebration, because this is not your this is not your mama's, this is not your daddy's Bucks. These Bucks gonna yeah, be the playoffs. So you might they have gonna to be see the playoffs. I got a hot take for you, Bruce Arians. John may be on the line. And think about this: even though they make the playoffs, you go all in. Oh, Fred and Barney Rubble, Brady and uh, Grunk, who are both who are both heading to the glue factory. You bring in you bring in A B. You just call them dudes, Fred and Barney. Fred and Barney Rubble. <laughs> Don't pray a story, baby. Pray a story. You, you bring them in. Yo. You brought in A B with his campaign slogan, "No more white women." Twenty twenty. You bring in all these people. <laughs> <Little> <laughs> <Fournette>. <laughs> Yo. Hey. Little Fournette can't even make Stevie Wonder miss in the open field. Uh, Tobias, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? 
Oh man. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm all for that. Hey, I'm all for that. But uh you know. But when you bring all this in, it's Super Bowl or bust. It ain't just making the playoffs and not even having a even ownership the Glaze not even having a home playoff game with Tom Brady. <laughs> so you bring all this in to buy to buy it. Let me say let me say this from watch from watching your Bucks three times. They y'all do have the tools and the defense to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. But what I see is Bruce Arians forcing Tom Brady. And it was Tom Brady's choice. So I'm not absolving him of but Bruce Arians is forcing Tom Brady to run his offense because you've never you haven't seen Tom Brady push the ball down the field that far in a decade consistently. He's throwing yeah. down fifth. That's not really his game. Yeah, he probably and they don't have the shoulder. timing. They it's the inefficient yeah, offense. It, it, honestly, in 2020, it, it's inefficient. It's an inefficient yeah. offense in today's NFL. You cannot run so it's, a no-original business. It's Arians' fault. It's Arians' yeah. fault from a coaching perspective. He has to play. He has to change the offense and call different plays that suit the quarterback that he has. Now, I'm surprised that Tom can even throw the ball that far, even though some of them have fluttered. But he, he, he can push the ball for his age. But as Dev said, every time he throws it that deep, pause, it takes him two to recover. His arm probably – he can't lift his arm at the end of these games. He probably can't. Hey, I, I, I was telling this guy, funny miles about the Bucks fan. I said, "You want me to tell you how you know the Bucks gonna lose a game if the opponent has a good pass rush that can rush for four. If they can rush for four, cancel yeah, Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. Brady, because Bruce Arians, that offense was outdated in the '80s. That was a Doug Coriel offense, and it leads to turnovers, leads to def- like no back protection and the defense getting there hitting your quarterback." Because not just in the specials for the quarterback, Bruce Aaron's quarterback lead the league get hit. That's why Pittsburgh fired him. Because he wouldn't change his offense if Big Ben was getting tagged. And we know about his uh, more ways than one because we keep, keep being away from Barr's restroom. But that's a whole different show. But uh, that his offense is outdated. And see, people, and like, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel sorry for Tom Brady. Cause right now he acts like a chick who slept with future and wonder why she got a baby, baby mama number eight, and he ain't around. She chose yeah. it. He chose it. <laughs> yeah. Hey Jimmy, it, it's up. Mikey, Mikey Williams on ESPN too. HBCU uh, baby, protect, protect Mikey. Protect All right, Mikey. man, we gotta get to some other calls, man. So All right, man. Hey, worry about them, man. It's my time. But anyway, <laughs> you guys have a good one, man. All right, we're gonna go down to the homie Nods down in GA. Nods, what up, man? Oh, can you hear me? Yo. What's up? What's up? Yo. Hey, hey, protect protect the old heads, man. Uh I got a text a little while ago. OG. Uh trying to flip some things. The brother bought four PlayStation fours, man. You you gotta protect oh. the old heads, bro. They don't know what they're doing out here, man. Oh. So yeah, bro sent me a Why screenshot. I um he, he was buying PlayStation fives. He old. He don't know no oh, man. So, oh, hold up. The man hold got up. four you PlayStation four. 4s on the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> four PlayStation 4s. Yo, that's that's crazy cuz I was sitting here about to tell you like, yo, I know two dudes that have been going crazy trying to make sure they getting these pre-ordered lines and pre-ordered 
Man, I could have got them off for him in a half a second, but ain't nobody buying no force. Some fives, yeah. you could have got them drinks off in 30 Resale seconds. game, you got to at least, right, you got to at least know what the hell you're doing. So, yeah, he took yeah. me four. He told me so he, he got four PlayStation 4. He didn't realize, like, how so easy it was. we've been laughing at him all day in the group chat, bro. Yeah, he he probably like, oh I got me I got four of them joints no sweat it was easy yeah it was easy as hell <laughs> facts he have no problem getting them off Amazon so yeah we've been chopping him off all day boy like, yeah boy you might you, you you might get retail back for him good luck with that yeah yeah he might <laughs> somebody might need a Blu-ray yeah, player yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, y'all talking about that old man, man. Look, look, man. People making a lot of excuses for this old dude. Man, he's forty three. What you expect? Yeah. Man, you act like he was gonna play at a high level this year. It is what it is. They want him to be like anytime that team does well, like he's getting way overpraised. All, all the credit. Remember he last, last week, as, as late as last week, he was the front runner for for MVP. I mean. For cats like Dick Bayless, but he was the front runner for MVP, like Russell Wilson and no. all them cats not doing what they doing out there. But yeah, it's, no, it's crazy. So you know, you know, I'm a I'm a Brady hater because I feel like he's playing this whole season somehow for Trump to get reelected or a recount. He, he supports the MAGA, <laughs> but in all fair in all fairness, I do believe seventy percent of any failures he has offensively. Is due to that offense that that, that Arians has, has him running in. You got to yeah. change the offense to fit his skill set. They got my man Brady throwing the rock, pushing the rock down the field. My man arm gonna fall off by week week thirteen. He's not so gonna have a right, right, right. playoff. So what did they no, talk no, about I, at, I, at I his meeting that. though? Because you know Arians is you know a strong-willed dude um, who who doesn't have much of a filter. You know what kind of offense he runs. Like, Arian's not going to dumb it down to, you know, the Patriots check down Charlie offense just to appease Tom Brady. So, if Tom say, I'm going to come down there and play for you, then he needs to know what that entails. He should have known. Yeah, he should have yeah. known. Yeah, right. yeah, but, too, right. I, I think oh, – hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I think y'all giving him an out there, too, though, because if we look at what Mike Evans' yards per catch are now, and we look yards per target, and we look at Chris Guy when yards per target, He's still throwing short a lot. Those dudes got career lows in everything when it comes to how it's going. I think a lot of what you're looking at is the defense just basically saying, this old man is not going to throw the ball over our heads all night. We are right. daring you to. We're going to take away some of this zone <laughs> stuff. We're going to take away some of this short stuff you want, and we're going to dare you to beat us deep down the field. And yeah. honestly, yeah. he can't do it consistently enough to beat you. So, I mean, that's just going to be the recipe, man. Like, okay, yeah, old man, can, how many of them can, bombs you going to throw? They're not, they're not can, afraid to blitz Tom Brady at 43 either. Nope. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not afraid no, to put that pressure on him. Well, well to, to, what he, to what he's saying, Dev, normally if you blitz Brady in a normal Brady offense, the hot read is there. But if I'm, if I'm in a air, quote, unquote, air Coriel offense, <laughs> I'm going to sit on, every, I'm a sit on Lee, everything. That's because the hot read and, and make. That's because the hot read was the primary to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna make him go deep, and 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 even if he can do it once or twice, he can't do it all game long. He can't make right. those throws consistently well, all well, game well, long. Just, just look up, look up, 
look up what Miami is doing and what New England is doing. Because Bill Belichick started this. But past couple of years, teams have decided, okay, we not only are going to do an all-out blitz, we're going to overload one side and we're going to drop one of the linebackers who you think is coming into the void yeah. and take away whatever little quick hot route you're supposed to throw. Kyler Murray yeah. struggled yeah. with this last week, if y'all saw that game. And he yeah. ended up after yeah. a while figuring out, hey, I'm just going to go deep to uh, Hopkins on this. He got like two PI calls, and Miami had to get out of it. They couldn't do it anymore. But Flores took that from Bill, and a lot of other teams are running that now. So when you see them play, and this is a, another reason why Ronald Jones keeps getting pulled out the game. Ronald Jones is not identifying the blitzer quick enough, and he's not identifying when he's hot quick enough, and that is driving Brady crazy. This is why we yeah. get Fournette on the field so much. So it, it, it's a lot yeah. to it, but it ain't it ain't as easy as you used no, to be. No, no, like, those, okay, no, those here's are your great, hot. Your those good. are great. Those are great nuanced points to to that. We had a quarterback in Philly where they used to do <laughs> that. They would fake the blitz, and they would have the linebacker drop off, and he just wouldn't see it. And throw it right to him. Right, yeah. throw it right, right in the bread bag. We had one. Of them. <laughs> right in the bread bag. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to him. He knows. He will find, he Arizona will find caught a. Way. Uh, find a way. Yeah, if you go back, Arizona bitch. caught Russell Wilson like that. In that, remember that overtime game a couple weeks ago? Arizona Yo, caught Russell Wilson like that. How did he find that? a way to turn this into McNabb's slander? <laughs> he, uh, you know, every episode, you gonna find he a way. Got man. <laughs> he got it. He got it. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. I'm giving y'all alternative. I'm giving y'all alternative facts. That's not what he used to do. He, he didn't. He never saw the dropping linebacker. He never. He never. Never ever. Never. Hey Jimmy. In the first five minutes you, of this game, Mikey out here looking like HBCU is gonna be his only choice. Yo. He got 2015. He's been out late, man. He's been doing this thing all night. You know how it goes. Traveled on the first play of the game. He just got his shot blocked, but they gave him a foul. He missed the foul shot. Come on, Mikey. You're embarrassing us out here, man. We've been holding it down for you for the last few months. Is he he playing against Imani Bates? He's not playing against Imani Bates, is he? I think he's playing against the Bulls. That's what I want to see. He's playing Oak Hill. I'm trying to see Imani Bates, man. Yeah, he might be in the next game. Yeah, and that lets you know when tanking, tanking time is going down because you got a good-looking draft class coming up. But as yeah. far as, as y'all boys out there in Philly, uh, new sheriff in town. Your man's trying to shift everything out and change that roster around any way he can. I doubt the Harden thing actually happens, though. Because I, I just can't see it won't. I just can't see the pieces you have equaling up to what Houston would want as far as getting it back. I think Harden goes somewhere else. As far as Russ, y'all right, man. It's really limited to where Russ can go. He yeah. can't even demand a like a contender or anything like that. It's gonna be rough for Russ, man. I'm a, I'm a Brody but fan, but I can't I can't deny that being the truth, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> Russ but, is. But he's probably like, gonna if, end up in a nice situation though, because it's gonna be so he's gonna be so underrated, and the trade is probably gonna be so below value that it'll it'll end up being a good trade for whoever it is. Even though yeah. you know we ain't talking about contenders or anything like that. But, man, you, you, you're going to get Russell for way less than what you should pay for Russell at this point in his career. So how you get, how you get more erratic the older you get? Like, come on, Russ, man, I've been defending yeah. you out here. Like, that's, that's weird to me. That's right. weird. You know, you can't shoot anymore. Right. Like, 
was never a shooter. Yeah, but my, but thing, my thing, though, is if, if you get rid of Russ and Harden, you still got to do other things with that roster because you can't roll out there with P.J. Tucker and my man at the four and the five and roll that little lineup out there without <laughs> those two there because that was the only way that that even was a possibility. You know what I mean? To play no. that weird style of ball they were playing. So you, you y'all, y'all brought up you brought up an interesting name, and I know that y'all are former re- recently retired hoopers. And I know you know the guy at the end of the bench in a, on an NBA roster can can usually do it in a pickup game to regular human beings, except if your name is Kevin Oliver. I have a question for y'all. Y'all seen PJ Tucker rock in pickup games? Like what? what <laughs> and I defend PJ Tucker a lot of times for the corner three, but what is not. he? What do you? What does he do? How like he can't he, he can't really do but it. But he, he's he's one of those overachiever dudes though. Like you know, good defender, defend bigger dudes. Um, I heard he can make the corner three. I told you I've only seen three of those my whole life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean he's one of them dudes. I don't he, know. I think his name has gotten player. bigger he than can, what he, he is. He can hit the corner three. He can guard four and five. He keeps you uh, able to switch everything on defense, and he doesn't care how many shots he gets. He's going to play hard. Like, yeah, P.J. Tucker's a quality guy. It just depends on how much you're paying for him. That, that's, that's all that's in the thing. with somebody. I agree. PJ, I agree. P.J. is one of those guys where when he first, you know, jumped on to the scene of starting to be noticed, he he probably was underrated. Oh, this PJ dude, all right, right, you know, he hustle and all of this stuff. Now he's gotten some sort of a name for himself, and, you know, PJ's name probably comes up more than it should now. Like, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's climbed up the ladder that I mean, much that team, he might have gone from underrated has a, to a His team has success. Anytime your team has success, you'll get notoriety. I mean, it's almost yeah. like the Draymond Green thing. Like, people talk about Draymond Green like he's a Hall of Famer at this point. But that's because no. he's part of a successful team. And I know, when you when you I, start playing with successful teams, the guys that aren't necessarily the stars but just contribute, I mean, they always get a lot of times they get paid. And Draymond they're, they're, was different um, though. Draymond was the average player that made that team go though. Somehow. No, I understand. You know, it sounds that. cliche. PJ, he was PJ, somehow the glue. <laughs> I mean, PJ. First well, of all, I mean, PJ is the same is guy, except Draymond's a better passer. PJ Tucker they're, is they're a legend. Guy. He's a legend. Draymond's in his, a better passer. He's a legend in the sneaker yeah. culture. That's one thing. But for two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, he, is, he is three, a legendary. He's a legendary sneaker collector. He is. <laughs> so, yeah. but them them corner threes became like his bread and butter. Like he that that was his thing, and he's always making them corner threes. He stuck to what he you know what he could do. Solid player Allegedly. on a team that you know got a lot of so national attention. <laughs> so y'all right. say, legend. Right. <laughs> yeah, I swear but, but yeah, I always doze off, and I wake up the in the group guy, chat right? like, "Yo, PJ cooking." I'm like, "Y'all lying? Y'all just right. saying that because I fell asleep." <laughs> they both the same guy. Not overly athletic. They both strong as hell, and they do what they do, and that's it. But like I said, Draymond. Dray- Draymond got so Draymond. So, so he's he's Draymond that can't bring the ball up, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but you're paying him half of what you're paying Draymond. Right, so, right. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Draymond's another one because because people acknowledged that he was kind of the glue that held that great team together. He became overpaid and overrated, way overpaid. But I yep. think Draymond, now, I think Draymond believes it. I don't think PJ Tucker has <laughs> believe it. <laughs> Draymond, 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 Draymond,
PJ got a, a healthy fear of that G League bus. He ain't never going back, bro. That's a hard mm. playing dude, hard practicing dude. You ain't got to tell him film study at seven. He's already there at six thirty. Like, bro, he ain't getting back on that bus, bro. So he down there with that's 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 irrational fear of the G League. <laughs> I, know, I, know y'all are, I know y'all are clown this because y'all know what it really is. But for some of our listeners, I can get this off. I saw P.J. Tucker in one of these NBA open runs, and he was guarding Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley was treating P.J. Tucker like a woman. <laughs> yeah. His woman. <laughs> now, Michael Beasley can treat a lot of people like a woman, but with all of the hype. Especially like in the open run. Yeah. But then, no, he was when you get into the NBA, no. PJ's reputation is way better than Michael Beasley. <laughs> it, it, but, is. And then it, playing is. Instruction. it is. Absolutely. You know what you're getting from him in structure. You put Michael Beasley in structure, you know, you're going to get the same 5, 7, 35, <laughs> 2, yeah. 16, oh, like, yo, He was supposed right. to be that guy. <laughs> he was supposed yo, to be that guy. Yo, he put PJ but, Tucker in 70 different positions in one yo, Mike, Jimmy, Mikey trash, yo. <laughs> Yo, come on, man! Are you one of the great talented dudes that just never put it all together, man? It is off the court life and on court life is a trip. Now, now, speaking of that, hold on. Speaking of that, I don't even think the NBA can do three strikes next year. So, if you get a guy like Jr. or Beasley or whoever, if you want to live reckless, like I, I think if you mess up once, they might get you up out of there for the year, bro, because Yo. you can't risk Yo. it because you're talking about game cancellation and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Beasley looked like he smelled. Yo, he looked like he smelled like alcohol, nicotine, and weed. He looked like he <laughs> He looked like he All in one sniff. <laughs> All in the same sniff. Come on, man. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So that that's that's gonna be hard for the league to to kind of run through this 72 game season, man. Like certain dudes, that lifestyle stuff. Like, bro. You, you, you just can't do that no more. Not this year, man. Because yeah. the, the 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 problems are too big, bro. You you know, man, Nick Young, Nick Young making a comeback. You have to. You got to bump right. these dudes back up, man. You got to. Like it's Nick the whole Young league. Got the talent so, to be there, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Young never like got matured. He ain't got the belly. I'm not even talking about his game maturing. <laughs> He's never matured. I don't think a lot of teams. Right. I'm not no, and, and I'm not I'm not being funny when I say this. I think Nick Young is kind of slow though, Beth. Like not not like he ain't really. I'm, no, I'm, I mean, not, look being, at him. I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, well, look at him. He's not something. If you see his parents, real like his parents, his parents got lightweight autism. So I think he inherited yeah. something. Yeah. Never Yo, oh, is this real? Oh, like I don't know back. what to laugh at and what not. Just laugh at man. You tripping? Something, something didn't click. Let me go back. Let me go back, man. <laughs> Jay Roof seems like a better landing spot for Atlanta, man. Atlanta's trying to make a move and be a playoff team so they can keep Trey Young happy down here. That Phoenix thing. Not only is that disrespectful, I feel like they would have got hung up on and at like NBA <laughs> summer or like the draft or something like that. You might get run up on calling somebody talking about some Jay Roof or Booker. Like that's a fight, bro. Like you don't. You don't disrespect some front office person like that, bro. Like, they're gonna run up in the tunnel. They gonna run up in the tunnel like, yo, what, that was you that called me, cuz. 
<laughs> Which one of y'all call me, cuz? Jay Roof or Devin Booker? What? <laughs> like, nah, bro. That ain't nowhere close to happening. And, and the Pelicans yeah. are doing right, though, because Jay Roof just is not on the same timeline as all the young players. So you got Brandon Ingram, you got Zion, and you got the boy, uh, you know what I'm saying, Lonzo. So you see, want all of them to grow together and see what you can do. He's a and guy. Jay, you know, he's a great player, but. Yeah, he's a guy that's like You can't like pay that much for that guy. Yeah, because he, he was like a booker for a while, guy. too. He was in it for a long time before he seemed to turn like 25. But now he's finally getting right. old. You know what I mean? So, yeah. He, he's, and he's a perfect piece for all the contenders, though. He's perfect yeah. piece for all the contenders. Yeah, he'll come in and play defense. He'll play the one and the two. He definitely. Yeah. Bring him back to Philly. Perfect. Okay. But uh, not as the old vet, the old wise vet that's in there. You pay Vince Carter a, a million five for something like that. You don't pay him or Chris Paul crazy money for that. Like, you pay Chris Paul to Phoenix for what? You know, <laughs> so you pay him $40 million for culture? Find a way to bring Drew back and it don't cost you <laughs> Simmons or MB. I mean, it, it, they can't d- demand that for, for Drew, can they? I mean, they. They tried to get Booker, so who knows? They what can. They, think they get hung up on and cussed out, but yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Again, way too yeah. much for. But he would work good with y'all too. That that would be a good move. It's just how do you do it? Him you get him Tobias and a bunch of picks. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you get there. <laughs> we, Jimmy, we gotta get we gotta get Hank on that. Our, our resident, um, mm-hmm. our resident GM. He always uh, messing yeah, with yeah. the trade machine. And, and, <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, doing salaries and all that. Just because <laughs> I know he do something all that. works financially, don't mean anybody <laughs> would ever actually do it. Like, like they sit there like for hours with that trade machine. Like, see? Don't mean you're not gonna get hung up more. <laughs> right. Don't mean they're not banging like, on you. They got NBA TV too, man. They got league pass. Don't you think other GMs don't watch the games? They know what's going on. They're calling <laughs> people with that disrespectful stuff, man. That trade machine, Bill Simmons nonsense, man. Gotta be real out here, but uh, looks like Kemba might be on the move, which is hilarious. Because yeah. all those people who love Kemba so much just because he wasn't Kyrie, and now Boston is looking at him like, I don't know about this little damaged good short guy. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be <laughs> damaged good short guy. Everybody, everybody was, everybody saying, was killing, everybody's killing Kyrie into the playoffs. Kemba wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. So they might I mean, Kemba did his thing, though. And, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's all right. He played all right. I was saying he played all right. Can you play all right on a max contract? No. Like I said, that's, 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 that's a whole different story, though. I just, look, look. There I you go. And, and everybody's expecting you to, to make Kyrie, you know, a, a non-factor. And even I though mean, Kyrie does play what he play, does. Play play PlayStation P got a back deal. <laughs> I mean, I know. I told, I just, I, that's what I'm just that's wrong with the NBA. Ago, I got the the newest Paul George, fifty bucks, bro. New pet, <laughs> fresh out the box over there, Foot Lock. Price is dropping like hell. So yeah, man, it is what it is. The playoff piece. <laughs> but y'all boys be easy. Man. I, I'm, I'm just saying, All right, good I'm real with it. Man, go get some, man. <laughs> Hey right, man, please. fifty bucks, man. They kind of fire. <laughs> <laughs> he trash, he's fire. They ain't about to go low. The same thing as PlayStation Four. Hey, bro, I'm gonna be laughing at that for the next couple of weeks, bro. That man was stunting on us too. I'm gonna flip this. Yo, I got no, four. No, 
Yeah, I'm going to get off the phone and clown him again. All right, man. We're <laughs> All right, bro. Yo, I got I got hype for some, some dudes when he said that. I'm like, oh, these dudes looking. Oh, he said four. Oh. He said four, my guy. All right. We got a couple more, but let's get some of this stuff out of the way so we can get to these calls. And after we get to the calls, we can be out. Um, Real yeah, quick, stat of the week, man. The stat of the week is just a, con- a comparison, man. Between Lamar Jackson from last year and Kyler Murray from this year. Now, the first eight games of 2019 for Lamar Jackson compared to the first eight games of this season for Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson uh, last year had 2,450 yards at this point in the season. Kyler Murray has 2,673. Lamar Jackson has 17 touchdowns. Kyler Murray has 24 total touchdowns. Lamar Jackson had a 73.7 total QBR. Kyler Murray has a 77.0 total QBR. QBR. Now, the reason that we're comparing these is because last season, Lamar Jackson, with those numbers, at least through the first eight, was the unanimous MVP of the league. Is Kyler Murray in the MVP mix after eight games, would y'all say? Or is this just just happenstance to what happened last year? I don't think it's happenstance. I think the young man, um, uh, as we call him, we, uh, young Scooter, because he be out there scooting because he don't run. He's so little, he be scooting. So uh, young Scooter be out there balling. Yo, you can't um, run, but you can't see his legs. Like you yo, know, young Scooter, yo, his legs be moving fast as hell, but he don't they be move like, in, They move in like, circles like like the road runner. <laughs> yeah, exactly, up. exactly. So so young Scoot, young Scoot be out there balling his life away. <laughs> And his team is doing um, very well. But the difference is when Lamar Jackson was balling like this last year, the Ravens looked damn near unbeatable, dog. They they were, I, think I think through eight, they had to be undefeated, weren't they? They yeah, might have been like undefeated. No, and they, it, wasn't, it wasn't just eight, no. They were smacking people on both sides of the ball. So it's like the team is also what propelled Lamar Jackson to have that magical season. Um, and the, the Cardinals like just aren't trash. having that. They're not. They're having a good season. They're not, they're not having a completely garbage season. They're okay, but it's just not the same sandwich, B. <laughs> it's not the same sandwich. Um, I think what it is, you know, first of all, a lot of people are surprised that the Cardinals are doing what they're doing because, you know, at this point, they're playing in a pretty tough division. I mean, the 49ers aren't what people thought they were going to be, but you got – uh, the Seahawks, you know, Russ and the Seahawks out there doing their thing. The Rams look to be back, um, and 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 they're keeping pace with with those guys out there. And he's putting up the same type of numbers that the unanimous MVP put up last season. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets his name in the mix. You know, they're they're sitting here at five and three, tied with the Rams um, for second place in the NFC West. Uh, the Seahawks are six and two, so the Cardinals still have a chance to win this division and be one of the top seeds in the NFC if they can remain consistent. If he keeps putting up those numbers, I guess his name is going to have to creep into the spot, you know, into the, into the race. But the interesting part about this is people have this kind of confidence in him already, because when we, you know, did the preseason uh, awards, like if you look and you read, there was a few talking heads every, you know, every every tenth talking head where somebody 
either said Kyler Murray is their MVP pick or gave him some honorable mention for it. You know me, I'm like, damn, y'all think that of somebody that quick? But, you know, he's out here trying to prove it. So shout out to him. We'll see how that goes. Um, Our quote of the week (laughs) comes from uh, Petty, 80 and 90s basketball players still remaining petty to each other. But our quote of the week, quote, head to head, I was dominant over Jordan. He just wasn't my competition. My focus was Bird, Magic, Dr. J, Kareem. Until I watched The Last Dance, I didn't realize he felt the way he felt about me. I know I don't have to tell y'all who this is, but this is Isaiah Thomas speaking about Michael Jordan, talking that talk. And, you know, like I said, it's it's a new, large contingent, mostly LeBron James fan who hate Michael Jordan's guts right now. So everything Zeke has said in the last few years has been gospel to these people. My opinion, I mean, Zeke, he finds a way to say something that's truthful, but a little slick, a little sly at the same time. Listen, you know what I'm saying? That's it, it the depends. best way to do it, dog. That's right, because like, like, he's like, like um, I was dominant over Jordan. No, the Pistons were dominant over the Bulls at that time. You know, if listen, that, you know, if you call that dominant. Like that's there probably, was no head to head. What, what he said, where, where Zeke was dominant. What he said is probably what he said is probably true, but it's also very shady. It's like uh, it's, it's like listening to all, yo, hey, be awesome, cuz. What are you doing, cuz? What are you doing? <laughs> it's not like he putting a cartridge in an Atari. Like, cuz, what's my man doing though? Like, what's, yo, he, like, what's my, he really doing? My bad, though? my bad. He about to play asteroids, man. Yo, it sounded like it sounded like he was playing Nintendo and he had to like blow the cartridge <laughs> pause. Like what you he doing, about to play Space Invaders, man? Come on, man. What the fuck is wrong with these? Yo, forget it though. It's um it's it's the majority yeah. of what he's saying is true, but it's still very shady and it's like I would say ninety percent true because like you, you, you were chasing them down. You chased them down, you caught them, but then somebody was chasing you down. So you can't like kinda like discount it, but it's kinda true, but it's shady, it's like them subliminal Aubrey lyrics that, that he be doing. No, I mean, and plus, like, he can say that. that now because there's going to be a large choir behind him singing, you know, the gospel. Yeah, it, like I said, it's all about and, and how you say something. Isaiah Thomas knew how it went back then. So, of course, you know, it, I mean, it's it's kind of contrary to what we've been talking about tonight and how everybody's so impatient and everything. He knows how it works because he went through the same thing. So, because of how he's talking, Larry Bird can come out right now and say, "Oh, well, Isaiah wasn't my competition. I was, I was looking at Magic and 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 Dr. J and all of that kind of stuff." Because, you know, the Bird and the Celtics was that hump that the Pistons had to get over. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Pistons, uh, Zeke and the Pistons were the hump that Michael Jordan and the Bulls had to get over. He knows how it went back then, so you can. You can come out all of these years later and talk a little filthy because you were somebody's hump. <laughs> but, but it kind of yep. is what it is. But you say it in a shady way because you know what you're actually trying to do. The only part of this that was a blatant lie was until I watched The Last Dance, I didn't realize he felt the way he felt about me. Come on, there. <laughs> you, Yo. you, you and my Mike Y'all know how y'all felt about each other though. Like That's that's too much right there but, um, What's your thoughts B I know you're the, the, the biggest Michael Jordan fan of, of the bunch 
Oh, what, do you, what do you think about oh, Zeke trying to shade him? And these refs bailing Mikey I think, out. He crashed. I think that I think that first and foremost, to provide some context, we did see Isaiah kiss a man on the lips on the court. <laughs> yeah. So we know what type. We know what type. Yeah. We saw. We will. We witnessed that. That's first. Second. That was, are we that was considering? Are you are you taking? No, nah, it wasn't cool when Birdman and Wayne did it. Wasn't cool when Isaiah and Magic did it. Wasn't cool when Bert and Ernie did it. Wasn't cool when any of them dudes did it. Um, are we are we saying that Isaiah is taking credit for the way that X Men and Rick Mahorn and Bill Lambeer were doing pile drivers and putting Jordan in the figure four? Are we are we having him take credit for that? Or are we looking squarely at the guard and backcourt matchup? Because in that backcourt matchup, regardless of whether the Pistons came out with W's or not, Isaiah, you and your backcourt running mate caught 30, just like everybody else caught 30. You, just, you caught 30. Now, deep. some of them weren't W's. They weren't necessarily W's. Mike didn't walk off with W's, but you couldn't stop him, just like no other human being that walked <laughs> the earth can say they stopped Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Cut it the F out. Get out of here, dog. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like I said, it's definitely some shade in there because the Pistons did a lot to, you know, to keep Michael where, you know, in his place. You know what I'm saying? The, the quote-unquote Jordan rules and all of that. So we're not going to act like, oh, he wasn't our competition. Y'all did a lot to stop that dude. So, yeah, but, but you, but you got to say things. You got to talk There's some truth to it, really, but it's shady, man. But it my gotta thing be, is, yeah, it got to be greedy. It got to be shady. You you gotta respect Isaiah nice. for keeping that energy though, man. You gotta right. respect that though, man. Like, yo, you, if Isaiah was a coward down like most of these folks do, like that'd be corny. I like the fact that he still talks spicy. Like he gonna talk spicy to the day he die, and that's how he's supposed to be, man. Isaiah's a real one. Guys that kiss men, right. men are spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that spicy. Girl, but he's talking filthy to Mike, man. He's supposed to talk filthy to Mike, man. I don't want him not talking. I don't want the bad boy Pistons in the in the Bulls that have a kumbaya because that's trash. Like, that's not what it's about, dog. They hate each. Yo, the the reason I bang with Bill Lambeer, Paul, is because he's still he on that, that same energy <laughs> to this day. He's he might ready to he exchange might. hands at right. any minute right. with anybody he, from the Bulls. He will invite somebody. And you gotta re- you gotta respect that though. But you yeah. gotta respect that. You you may not have to like it, but you gotta respect it. <laughs> yeah, Zeke Zeke and and Mike they ain't never gonna be friends. They never. I mean, it would be lovely to see them have that sit down that Kobe and Shaq had, that that Magic and Isaiah had. No, um, just that for entertainment purposes. Okay, Mikey, I see you now. But um, just for entertainment purposes, you know what I'm saying? I would love to see that. Um, because I think in a situation like that. Bill Lambeer might come out from the other side of the camera behind Mike's chair, and they just might roll on the ball. And, and, and that would be ish, But I don't think I don't <laughs> think they'll ever be friends. But I don't think they ever were friends. Like I honestly don't because they may have right, hung it out, wasn't, but I don't think they yeah, ever. It, it, I don't think they ever had a true right. It wasn't like a magic. I think it's a lot more. Yeah, I don't think it, I think it's a lot more than just Pistons Bulls too. Like you got to remember that Mike was doing what he did in Chicago, where Zeke is from. That's his hometown. Yeah. Like, although you're an NBA legend, this guy is a legend in your city. So it's like it's he a little bit went, of extra stuff there. He wanted to be on some Kyle Lowry and invite him down to his crib. I know, I know, <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with it. Hey, Tim and Lee, I totally agree. 
They was they was walking around calling that dude twenty three black Jesus. And Isaiah wasn't cool with that. You gotta go home where you a legend and they don't even pay attention to you. Listen, little little I remember twenty three coming. Remember Isaiah supposedly was the architect of the of the all star game ice out. So, you know, they got yeah, off that to too. It. It's a lot, they got it's off a lot to, a to it. But even beyond that, and he became his the, main rival for the first the, half. First part of his career. The crazy part is Mike is such like a, a revered god in the game that I really believe the reason Zeke doesn't get his just due is because of their relationship. Because Isaiah, to me, is probably the second best point guard to ever play basketball. Right? I know people will disagree with that, but his resume, his skill set, he's definitely at the table of gods when it comes to point guards, but he doesn't really even get mentioned as much as some other guys do. And a lot of it is because his lack of um being on the, the crazy, team. The it, crazy it, it, part it is, goes Jim, around to his relationship with Mike. It's not like he went away either. A lot of those dudes you forget about because they go away. You're like, damn, where dude been? Like, you know, where Kermit Washington he, been? Yeah, he did, the same, he did the same thing <laughs> Mike did. He became a terrible executive. Right. So, But he, he was in your face as an executive. He's still on TV now. He's still on NBA TV. So you Yo, see Zeke, Zeke all the time. But so Zeke, you wonder, like, why dog. won't he get his props? It's not like he just disappeared. Like he's still here. Zeke must have some. Zeke got a black. He got a black book, or he must be a very uh, uh, like personable guy because he gets tons and tons of opportunities. My man bought right. an entire basketball league and ran it in the ground, and right. then got another he, damn job. He does. He gets the whole league in the ground. The funny part is, it's like it seems like nobody that he played, nobody in his era likes him. Like. Yeah, Larry and them, they gonna say the right things now. They didn't really like Bull. Magic was his best friend at one point and don't like the Bull. <laughs> but I think it's also the the teams that he played for, man. Like yeah, that's yeah. what makes that team so special is because nobody liked them, but they stuck together. And when you think about championship teams, talent wise, they didn't have the most talent at all. Like he's the, most for the younger player, dude, though. but outside of him, you had bands on that team. Like had a lot of hundred but they had bands on the team. Like my Larry Brown, like my Larry Brown voice, Sally and Larry Brown voice, they played the game the right way. Yeah, Sally and Robin, you had some way. bands like that, Jim, that went and played with the enemy after a while. Yeah, but so it's like that, you got to respect that team. team. Listen, man, if you if you wasn't outside, if you wasn't outside when the Pistons played, you just won't understand. Like nobody liked them. They were the, they they literally were um, the evil guys in the league, right? They were the heels to use wrestling talk. They were the heels. Nobody liked them, but you had to respect them because they played tough. They played everybody tough. And you know it just it just maintains from this day. Like yo, people don't like that. They used to f people up, yo. <laughs> no doubt. All right, yo, it's up to y'all right now, man. We can we can skip grind, go to this last phone call, and, and be out. <laughs> it ain't really nothing happening there yeah, anyway. Let's do that. Let's Definitely. Yeah, let's skip it. Uh, rest in power. Shout out to um, play, man. Yeah, rest in rest in peace. Shout out to Tommy Heinsohn, uh former Celtic player, coach, and longtime Celtics broadcaster, man. I thought, you know, anybody who in the past 20 years have been like a, a, a NBA league pass sub- subscriber and you ever sat down and watched Boston Celtics games, Tommy Heinsohn had to be the biggest homer behind a microphone that I have ever heard in the sports world. Um, he, he died at 86 he was even years worse old. Than Steve, but, but, he, was, he was worse than Steve Buckhead? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, he's a Celtic lifer, though. He got a, He has an excuse. Do won championships yeah, with yeah, him yeah, as a player, yeah. as a coach, and you know as a broadcaster. Okay. So he he's a lifer. So 
you know, Steve Steve Buckhands, what's your excuse? You ain't even play ball. So um, rest in peace to Tommy Heinsohn, man. Um, yeah, that, that's that's all we wanted to say with that. Let's go to the phone lines real quick, and we're going to let y'all know what happened this date in history. And then we're going to be out because I got a, a nice, fresh, hot pizza pie waiting for me. You know that pizza life, Jim. You know how that is. Um, yes, sir. We got the homie Rob calling from out in Cali. Rob, what's up, man? I knew it. He called in last week talking about, you know, call me back in two minutes. Like, it's a radio show, dog. We can't call you back. But, um, what's up? Oh. Hello? Rob, come on, man. <laughs> hey, what's you up, on, man? You on, you on the air, man. Hello? Yeah, you on the air, Rob. You on the air, bro. What's good? What's good? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up? Yo, man, what's good? Your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. Yo, man. Uh, like Usher said, nice and slow, but you know what? Sometimes you got burning rubber like too far, but anyways, man, how y'all doing? How you good? Good, man. How you? How you? What you want to rap about? Let me get up out of chair. Yo, be on the highway again. I'm good. I mean, they talk about trading DeMar Rosen for Kyle Kuzma and... um. Danny Green, I think they should make the trade. I'm tired, I'd you know. That. Take both. I'm about to say, I'd do that in a minute. You know, two. You know, team dark skin. You know, take both of them light skin dudes out. You know what I'm saying? You know, we don't need them. They I mean, can't even play though, D, Even though coming. Danny Green about to be the next um about to be the next Robert Ory, but <laughs> but I try. I, I do that. In a minute. Hell no. He's going to get a bunch of championships on people's coattails, and then as time goes on, any three-pointer that you've seen him hit is going to turn into, you know, it's going to get way bigger than it really was. He's about to be that dude. They're going to forget about that shot he missed and everybody wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, actually, the shot, yeah, yeah, actually, I remember Baba Oi missed the shot. Um, He missed the shot, uh, what do you call it, Uh. Hey, hey, Maybe Rob, I, 20 years, late, 20 years later, I Robert Ory never missed a shot. What are you talking about? Robert Ory never missed a shot. Ever. Oh, Lord. Uh, do, do we have to go? I think we played the Spurs. It was, game, it was the second round, and we were down by at least. You know, understand but, but that's, sarcasm that's, that's, that's when you hear What I'm saying is, <laughs> Rob, what I'm saying is, that's how, that's how legend grows. Like, we've, people have romanticized Big Shot Bob so much that people act like he never missed a shot. Now, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not, I wasn't arguing with you. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I know he missed a lot oh, of shots. Oh, yeah. I don't think Robert Ory oh, is what people say he is, but <laughs> so you ain't got to tell yeah, me about him. That's Half true, the that's shots true. That, we, you know, that we give him credit for, for being clutch, man, if y'all go back and watch these situations, like a lot of these shots <laughs> didn't, either they didn't decide the game, a few of them decided games. But the situation was like it wasn't like dire, and they try to make it like there's actually people out there who say the Lakers would have like three less chips <laughs> if they didn't have Robert Ory. Those are the people who've never uh, watched Robert Ory. Uh, I, I, you even, you, do you let's even let's have let's to make that noise? I think Robert Ory might have advanced the Lakers season maybe one time. The yeah, momentum, even even the shot in Sacramento was game four, but the momentum of that, and it wasn't just him because Fisher hit one too. Like the momentum seemed like Sacramento was finally gonna give get over that hump. So you you know give him some credit, 
for for kind of changing that series a little bit, kind of kind of you know putting Sacramento on their heels when they were getting a little too overconfident. But a lot of that stuff, and, man, and, I'm telling you, go back to the situations, man. None of and that stuff won the championship. It was a divine intervention because nobody talks about that Vladi block block shack. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I know. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's day. The situation you was know? what it was. It was still big to hit the shot. Like yeah. <laughs> you got lucky on the ball being you know hit back out there, but you still got to pick that up all in one motion and shoot. Same thing with Fisher with point four. A lot of people think that wasn't even enough time to get that shot off, but <laughs> people, you know. They, <laughs> and, and, and and I want to say another thing. Going on, switch gears, but like, um, what do you call it in, in football? I just want to say, Kyle Kyle Murray is Here. the perfect example of the eyeball test being stupid. You know what I'm saying? I think you know, um, and Russell Wilson. I I, I I I hopefully they'll embrace more quarterbacks. You know that stature actually coming in and turning Absolutely the league. Absolutely, will the copycat league. You said the eyeball test being stupid? Yeah, I mean, the eyeball test being stupid. You know, well, I, think, the I think the eyeball test is the reason they are where they are. Yeah, you might be talking about, like, combine measurables and all of that. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the eyeball yeah, test yeah. made people think, like, man, forget all of that. These dudes can play. I've seen it with my own eyes. So the eyeball yeah, test yeah, yeah. saved these dudes, and now they balling. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about like guys who they want a dude who's like six five and right. can like throw the it's ball. Amazing. This, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we really have to go. We can, we can go to like, you know, Tom Kyler Brady. Tyler Murray, legit my height, <laughs> playing NFL quarterback and killing it. You know. And, 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 and no, I want, I want, I want to say another thing too. I don't want to switch gears. Because uh, I know I know I know I ain't got a lot of time, and I know the the, the Tobias show, Mister Mister Tobias, you know. I'm not gonna do name calling. Not gonna do name calling. Well, you wasting but time. You thought you think you don't get the time that he get, but you waste most of your time talking about him. Talk, forget him. I don't waste my time talking about Mister 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 Alabama Cotton Patch. Come on, I don't want to Jim, he, I don't waste my time and then called him another name. <laughs> Yo. A compound name took like another three seconds to call him. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. Well, what's up? Well, Switch well, gears. I know, I know, I know, I I know everybody celebrate because because for me the symbolism of uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, but we already have symbolism in our communities. We already have a guy like you know. Uh, Jimmy, who who does good work helping his community, we already have symbolism like a Cory Bush that's in Congress. Who you know, my friend, who, who I know somebody who did told me like, yo, this two years ago, this woman couldn't articulate her point. Two years later, like you know, she's she's you know in Congress. You know what I'm saying? So we already have symbolism strong of of you know black folk and our leaders. But we but 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 representation doesn't equal change. So I just hope that people keep their eyeball, keep fighting, keep doing what they have to do, and not just be relaxed and say, oh, yeah, Trump is gone. Well, people, we still got races here. You know what I mean? We still have inequality of income. We still we still need, you know, need need to do better. We still have people, and, and people, we can't get caught up in a black capitalist 
idea because a lot of these dudes do not want to um, help the community. They just want to help themselves. They just want to make money off of black folk. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like the Shook Knight. They're really like Shook Knight, but actually a nice version, which is like a P. Diddy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, take that, take that. You know, it's just we got to, we got to like, you know, I mean, the only thing Kamal Harris did was took over Tyra Banks' role of being an inspiration for light-skinned chicks with big foreheads everywhere. So that's all I got to say, man. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) We we holler at you next week, man. Drop the mic on their ass, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and Eagles, yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I might as well just drop the mic. Y'all have a blessed day. I about to say, he dropped it. In all right, good, brother. It. All right, man, we wrap it up. Learn to quit while you ahead, man. You go <laughs> jump a fire bar and try to keep going, man. Especially about the Eagles. Come on, man. Don't waste, don't, don't waste no good bars on them. All right, man. Um, yeah, so let everybody know real quick what happened this date in sports history. And This date in sports history now brought to you by Sports the Book. You guys are tired of reading that same old sports bull with the list and the rankings and the, you know, who's the goat and who's the this and that, you know, just the normal stuff that we hear on an everyday basis that I don't understand why y'all aren't tired of. Y'all need to pick up sports, the book, man. Um, Sports is an acronym. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of hip hop, culture, sports, comedy, whatever you need is going to keep you entertained. Just go to sportsthebook.com and get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. It's written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. So just make sure you don't miss this movement, man, because if you haven't gotten it by now, it's passing you by. So go out there and catch up to this parade that's still moving down the street. All right. This date in sports history, November 12th, 1990. Speaking of the Eagles, after Philadelphia Eagles coach Buddy Ryan threatens to beat the Washington Deadskins so badly, they'll have to be carted off in body bags. The Eagles defense went out, scored three touchdowns, winning the game 28 to 14, knocking out at least nine Washington players out of the game. And what is what came to be known as the body bag game, Jim. Tell me, I know you remember the body bag game. Dog, I was outside and I remember it. That 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 was like, it, it's it's crazy, but it was like the most lit game ever, yo. Like, <laughs> it was, in terms of entertainment, it, it, yo, it wasn't good for people's health, but entertainment wise, that was so fire. It was amazing. If y'all, if people out there don't remember, Mark Rippon was already injured. He didn't even play in this game. But starting quarterback, Jeff Rutledge, got hurt. The backup quarterback, Stan Humphreys, got hurt. Like I said, Mark Rippon was already hurt. <laughs> Gary Hogaboom, who came in to be the third string after Rippon got hurt, wasn't active because, you know, normally they, you only dress two quarterbacks. They had to end the game with r- rookie at the time, rookie running back Brian Mitchell as their quarterback. I remember that. This was my introduction, Jim, to Brian Mitchell. This is how I learned his name because of the body bag game. And then, of course, you know, he went on to have a great career as a uh, kick and punt returner. Um, You know, the rest is kind of history. But he was a running back, (laughs) playing quarterback, after they were really getting carted off. Like, how did Buddy 
how did he threaten that? And then basically it became like facts. Probably because he's, you know, some bounties or something. Probably some dirty stuff going on. But, yo, he said they were going to do this, and they went out and did this. Nine people left the game with injuries. <laughs> yo. <laughs> it was crazy. Yo, that, Buddy is a legend, man. <laughs> he's definitely a legend. He's a, Buddy's a straight, like, as far as head coaches go. <laughs> and, if, if you're comparing Buddy to, you know, great coaches like but he's pretty much a loser but he's still the most revered Yo, coach in philadelphia eagles history no, because of I've his toughness a... he embodied the city that's not cliche Yo, he embodied the this, city <laughs> i've never seen gravitate towards a coach like bloody buddy ryan's players did to him do you remember in chicago when he uh coached under dicker yeah the coordinator they won the super bowl and he they put buddy on their shoulders <laughs> <laughs> yo, that is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen, dude. That, yo, that's like, but, yo, but that's same, legendarily disrespectful. It definitely is. But at the same time, all these years later, all you hear about is the '85 Bears defense. That's all they talk about. I mean, that's true. Um, it's absolutely true, but, man. And now, and now his son, I, his son out here being a pervert to feet, but that's either here nor there, man. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, that's crazy. But it's the body bag game was here, crazy. Though. It definitely is. The Eagles had another game like that, though, against the Oilers, where, remember, they ran that run and shoot, so receivers used to just be mm-hmm. running across the field all willy-nilly, and Andre Waters and them was out there destroying people. But, yeah, let's get up Hayward out of here. Hayward Jeffries man. and uh, – what was the other boys name? Hayward Jeffries and um, – they- I think they had a Givens. Oh, what's the boy name? They had a Givens at wide Yeah, receiver. somebody somebody Givens and Hayward Jeffries. I remember them yep. boys, man. Yeah. Moon and the running Those shoot. Those were the days. Getting them boys destroyed out there. That's some football cards. Ever, football yo. cards, boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, man, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, all the calls we call to get through. We appreciate it. Those we can get to, we apologize. But tune in next week, live right here on demand, as we catch you up on everything going on in the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your sports, and we'll see you right back here next week. Please remember to stay safe, and we'll see you right back here. Catch everything that we do, all of our social media, all of our content, anything that we sell, the merch. Make sure you check out the merch. Everything we do can be found at warroomsports.com. Get a copy of my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com, our hub. So until then, uh, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you jump sometime.
www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.